Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing OnboardNWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at OnboardNWA.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Without further ado, here's our fearless host, Randy Wilburn. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you, as I always am. It's a Monday morning as I'm recording this. I'm sitting in the Furman Garner Performance Studio at KUAF. I know a lot of you have heard me mention recently that we are now on KUAF on a weekly basis. That's right. The I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast is featured on KUAF's program, Ozarks at Large, one of the longest running program, programs here on the at the public radio station. And so I have been honored 
to to share the stage with Kyle Kellums and and Matthew Moore and so many other amazing people here at KUAF. And big shout out to Lee, the general manager, and so many others that are doing wonderful things here with Public Radio. And it's it, I just this is just a simple reminder. It's not a commercial to tell you to tune in to ninety one point three FM. They these guys have I've always listen to National Public Radio wherever I've lived. Every city I've lived in has had a great public radio station, but a lot of people here in Northwest Arkansas don't even realize we have a public radio station, and it is KUAF. So I want to encourage you to check it out. Tune in 91.3. Ozarks at Large, actually, it's a regular show, comes on at 11 a.m. and at 7 p.m. I'm sorry, at 12 noon and at 7 p.m. And the nice thing about it is that if you tune into the KUAF podcast, you can can, and they have an Ozarks at Large show on there, you can get that show sent right to your phone on a regular basis. So even if you aren't there at the actual time that the show airs, you can listen to it as a podcast, like you listen to this podcast, I Am Northwest Arkansas. So anyway, that's just a little bit of what I wanted to share about my relationship with KUAF and the fact that I get to sit in some of these amazing studios here at KUAF at the corner of South School right across from the Fayetteville Public Library. And I know some of you have asked, am I still going to use the library? Absolutely I am because the Center for Innovation at the Fayetteville Public Library is simply amazing. And you could actually record an album there. You could probably shoot a movie there. They've got a little bit of everything. So I want to encourage everyone listening to check out the resources that are at your disposal here in Northwest Arkansas. We have so much available to us, and I I could go on and on, but I'm not. We're just going to talk to our guest today, and that guest is Dana Neely, and Dana is the founder of Girls Gone Barbecue, and I remember the first time I saw a Instagram handle for these guys, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I need to check this out, and just they are just killing it here in Fayetteville and beyond because they also do catering, and we're going to talk about that, but Dana is originally from Arkansas and went off to the wild blue yonders of the Pacific Northwest, and now she's back here, and we're going to have her tell her story, and we're going to chop it up a little bit with Dana and learn a little bit more about her ex- exploits with Girls Gone Barbecue. So without further ado, Dana Neely, welcome to the podcast. Hi there. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So glad to have you. I would love for you just to give a sound bite of your superhero origin story to our audience so they know who they're listening to. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. And the joke is you don't have to go back to the cradle. You can go back as far as you want, or you can just start when you relocated from Seattle back to here to Northwest Arkansas. But I I would love for you just to share a little bit about yourself. I'm originally from the eastern side of the state, so I will go back to the cradle. I won't go back to the very beginning of the cradle. But, sure. But yeah, I, I'm from Desark, Arkansas. And in 95, decided to move out to the Pacific Northwest and moved out to Seattle. And in 2014... Actually, it was 2014 is when I made the full switch from being a photographer to doing barbecue. But in 2008, I started I started messing around with barbecue and I taught myself how to become a pit mistress. Wow. So you just all of a sudden, was that something that you had always desired to do? No, I just couldn't find any good barbecue in Seattle. So I decided to start playing around with it myself. For a while there, I was bringing back like gallons of barbecue sauce from Desert. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was that. So much so that I couldn't find any barbecue out there. The gallons back when you could carry liquid on the planes, I would bring gallons of barbecue sauce back. Remember those days? It just, I feel <laughs> I'm like. I'm dating myself. Yeah, I'm but... dating myself too. I remember I joke about with people all the time about, yeah, there was actually a time when you didn't, you could just walk right through security and wait at the gate yeah. for somebody coming in. And that was a thing. And nowadays, like my kids don't have any understanding of that. We talk, my wife and I talk about that. But I, anyway, I think that's funny. You so. could take them to the gate. Yes, you, you could take, take them. To the gate. Gate. You could do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Although they've loosened some things up. I know when you're traveling with an underage child now, you can still get to the gate. They gave you a pass, but you got to get, you have, you got to go through the pat down and take off your shoes and all that other stuff. But at least they let you do that. So yeah. So that's all good. Yeah. Okay. So you decided to become a, a pit. Is it a pit mistress or a pit master? It's a, I call myself a pit mistress. I okay. did trademark that, but, but it is a pit master. So okay. it's just a play on term, a Man, play, on, that's, play on words. What was the hardest challenge that you found? And, and, and what was there, were there things that you found that were super easy to pick up or were there, did you have challenges at all when going through that process? I had challenges with the barbecue sauce, I believe in the beginning, that was really hard to nail down. But as far as like smoking, I don't know. I just understood it. I still don't know how I understood it. I just got it. And I started off with the on a, a grill with the, the grates raised and lowered and just offset. And I started doing ribs. So yeah. I started with ribs. And yeah, I just got it. I don't know how. And huh. then from there, I decided to get a small smoker. And then I started playing with pork butts. And that might have been a little bit more of a challenge with the pork butts. And then I got another smoker. (laughs) (laughs) I see a pattern here. Yeah, and it just kept going. So then I got the pork butts down. There, yeah, like I said, a little bit of challenge with that. And then thinking about 2000 and maybe 15, I learned how to do brisket and self-taught on that as well. So wait a minute. So you're living in Seattle. You're doing this barbecue. Are you just sharing it with friends? Is everybody just in love with you because you're sharing out this amazing barbecue? Or were you actually, was this like a side hustle for you? So in the beginning, it was a side hustle. It was just for friends and family. And I would have parties at my house. I would do ribs. I would do the greens. I started serving up mac and cheese. I had to come up with all the recipes for everything. And then they were like, you need to do something with this. And so then I started reaching out to other business owners and was like, do I want to do a food truck? Do I want to open a restaurant? What do I want to do? Ended up reaching out to Marination Mobile and Kamala Saxton. And she's the one that actually came up with the name Girls Gone Barbecue. I can't claim that I did. I wish I could. Yeah. (laughs) Man, that's awesome. Thank you, Kamala. And reached out to her. And that's when I decided I wanted to do catering. And I still did catering for a side hustle for a while. And in 2014, that's when I made the switch to do catering and farmer's markets. Okay. All right. So then you really – so even before you came here and physically opened up a bricks-and-mortar site, you had cut your teeth in barbecue for a while. Yeah, 2014 to 2020. February 29th. 2020 was my last catering gig in Seattle. Wow. Wow. And I'm, I mentioned that and I want to reinforce that for the people listening is that you didn't just 
once you got here, decided because you're in the South, I'm going to open up a barbecue spot. You've been per- working on and perfecting your recipes and pu- piecing together the whole process of what is now Girls Gone Barbecue. Absolutely. Yeah. I came up with all the recipes. I had to build all of that. I had to build the barbecue sauce. I had to build the dry rub. I had to build the Arkansas, which I trademarked. <laughs> I had to build the cornbread. I had to build the grilled greens. I had the vegan beans, the... Oh, and I had to build also the vegan barbecue sauce as well because you have to have a Worcestershire. I'm going to butcher saying Worcestershire. <laughs> Worcestershire, right, whatever. Right. I had to find one of those that didn't have anchovies in it. Okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because a lot of people don't realize that anchovies are in the a proper Worcestershire sauce. So, Worcestershire. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I'm messing it up too. <laughs> Speaking of which, since you, you just brought it up. Um, we actually had – it's funny. When I said I was going to bring you on the podcast, several of the members of the I Am Northwest Arkansas tribe, if you will, and there's a couple thousand of you guys on Facebook. One of them, Martha Londigan, who's actually a friend of mine, has said that I needed to ask you about your amazing coleslaw, which you call Arkansas trademark, with apples in it. She said it's simply the best. What was your inspiration to drop apples into the coleslaw? Well, first off, thank you, Martha. That's what I grew up with. We grew up with apples in our coleslaw. Sure. I'm just, I'm recreating what I grew up with. That's how I like to think about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And I, I always like something a little sweet in my coleslaw. Like when I make coleslaw, I typically make it, I like a, I like the... The sweet and the savory aspects of coleslaw in some cases. And so I don't like it to be too sweet, but I've been known to put a little bit of brown sugar in my coleslaw. I've also put a little bit of a German mustard in my coleslaw Ooh. along with the mayonnaise, even a little ba- a balsamic vinegar just to set it off. And I'm no chef by any measure, but I do know this. All of my family loves my coleslaw. And whenever we are barbecuing, they that's the first thing they say is, can we get some coleslaw and can you make it? And I'm like, okay, I will. So is there any specific apple that you use? Fuji. Or, Fuji. Fuji. Okay. And I do not put any sugar in my coleslaw. Okay, cool. All it right. is sweetened only by the apples. Okay. By the natural essence of the Fuji apple. I love a Fuji apple. There's just something about Fuji apples because they're so crisp. Yeah. You've got to have the crispness. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. What kind of feedback have you gotten from the Arkansas? Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Okay. Okay. I've changed people's minds on coleslaw. They've been like, I won't eat a mayonnaise based (laughs) coleslaw. And I'm like, just give it a try. They're like, no. And I'm like, so many times at the farmer's market in Seattle, I'll try to get them because I, of course, I put the slaw on the barbecue sandwich. Sure. And I would be like, the slaw comes on it. Let's try it. And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, if you don't like it, I'll give you another sandwich. And then so many times I'd be like, okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You've converted I love it. me. Yeah, no, I love that. That's I, um yeah, I, I mean there's just a good slaw to me is one of the best accompaniments to b- good barbecue. And you definitely want to have that. Coming back here from what were your thoughts when you decided to relocate back to cuz originally you're not from Northwest Arkansas, you're from Arkansas, but coming back or coming back to Arkansas and moving to Northwest Arkansas, what was your thought that you would, did you think you'd be able to spin up something pretty easily and start a restaurant or what? Be honest. It's okay. (laughs) This is what, this is the part where I tend to think I'm a little crazy. I decided that I wanted to create a franchise and I want to franchise barbecue. (laughs) What's crazy about that? I don't know. I just feel like I'm a little loony for wanting to do that. That's all right. But that was my plan. And so I had been doing my whole thing in Seattle had been Arkansas style barbecue. And so I thought if I'm going to do Arkansas style barbecue, 
I have to open up my first location in Arkansas. Sure. And sure. I knew I didn't want to be I didn't want to be down south, and I just wanted to figure out where I wanted to go in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine said, go check out Northwest Arkansas. Oh. I think you're going to love it. And I landed, and I fell in love immediately. It really? Just, yeah, it's just absolutely Now, even gorgeous though you were here. from here, had you been to Northwest Arkansas before? As a kid? Yeah. But only as a kid? Yeah. I came back maybe once in 2000 and... No, yeah, 2000, early 2000s and visited a friend. But other than, I don't think I got out much then. I mean, it's just the nature here, the hiking. (laughs) I just absolutely love it. Yeah. And I would imagine that this place, by the time you came back again, it had fundamentally changed both physical makeup and otherwise. Oh, absolutely. It was a completely different place. Yeah. It didn't, yeah. Different. It was definitely different. Okay, that's cool. I love that. I love that. So tell us a little bit about your barbecue menu, the things that you offer. I've personally been there and I I never like recommending a place if I haven't been there. So I was glad that I had a chance to, to eat there. I had lunch there with a very good friend. And I think I told you that when we first spoke, because we actually got introduced to each other through one of my good friends, Chef Matt Cooper from Conifer of Bentonville. And Chef Matt just seems to know all the cool chefs and folks. And he was like, oh, you need to connect with Dana. You need to have Girls Gone Barbecue on your podcast. And I was like, all right, if you think so, then let's figure it out. And I'm glad he connected the two of us. And and like I told you before off air that there this area is, is full of people that are looking to collaborate and full of people that are looking to make introductions. And I'm certainly glad that Chef Matt introduced us because then that just gives me just insight into what you're all about and what you're doing here. And I'm excited because you're right on the east side of town in Fayetteville, right down uh, almost by Mission and Crossover in the strip mall that's right there where the neighborhood market is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty convenient. And you guys have found a great place there. I know I had lunch there. And the thing that really that I really enjoyed right from the start is as soon as I walked in, I noticed that you have multiple barbecue sauces. And that's a thing for me. That's just me personally. I don't know about anybody listening, but I just like a good barbecue sauce. And I like options when it comes to barbecue sauce and let me folks folks let me tell you at girls gone gone barbecue you have several really good options so i would love for you just to just to talk about your inspiration around some of the sauces that you've created and why they matter for you the tangy sauce it's definitely it's from where i'm from it's the eastern side of the state okay so it's definitely got that tang it's got a little bit of a kick it's a little bit sweet then I've got the spicy sauce yep. because well, I love that, that. That is because everybody kept requesting a spicy, a spicy sauce. sauce. Yeah, yeah. So I had to come up with that. I'm in love with Serrano's. Okay. So I there's smoked Serrano's in there. There's also Marita. Yep. And then with the sweet sauce, that actually that was one of the sauces that I guess I started with my base, but then I created the sweet sauce because that had to go onto the ribs. Sure. Because the ribs have to have that caramel, caramelization, the molasses, and everything to because I based my ribs. Okay. And so that's where the sweet sauce came from. And I called that Eau de Mo because my dad was from Missouri. <laughs> I love that Eau de Mo. <laughs> and then the cash, oh, the spicy is Cash River Kick. Cash River, eastern side of the state. Okay, okay. That's cool. Yeah, I love the names because at first I was trying to look at those and I was like, oh, man, this is, they have some really cool names. And so you you 
named your barbecue style Delta style. Yes. And I know we've had, I had Jordan on from, Jordan Wright from Wright's Barbecue. Jordan's a friend and I had him on early on the podcast, I think episode seven. And then I've had Nate Walls, who we talked about, who Nate's fed half of Arkansas, or at least half of Northwest <laughs> Arkansas, especially through the pandemic. And Nate has, has knows his way around a smoker too. What is it, What was it for you that set apart this Delta style of barbecue? It's okay. It's just, I mean, and I know that it's in your mind, it's a style. What separates it from like when I think of Texas style or Kansas City or Memphis? And I go to Rendezvous every now and then when I go to Memphis. And then, of course, Carolina barbecue. There, there. I know there is a uniqueness to Delta style barbecue in your I mind. I think the Delta style, what makes it you, there's a few different things. Oh, Delta style. That's what this is. <laughs> There's so many different regions of Arkansas that has different styles of barbecue. Yeah. But for me, Delta is that tang. Also, what I grew up with, I grew up with, we had the, the green hams. It was actually a fresh ham. So we didn't grow up on pulled pork, but we did grow up on pork. Okay. In Eastern Arkansas, I just think of pork. I don't think of beef. I don't think of chicken i don't think of anything else right now i do make those at the restaurant but delta style i just feel is like that tangy that pork that apple coleslaw that's for me that's what the delta is it's similar to memphis yep but and then there's the different regions of the delta where you're going to get more vinegary and more tangier than others too because you're going to go up to blyville and you're going to get the it's just the vinegar sauce you're going to go down to mariana where jones is that's going to be just the vinegar sauce so it's a variation a variation of it (laughs) it's a variation but for me with my delta style i'm just creating what i grew up on yeah yeah. So, okay. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And that's a hard I, one to describe. No. And I always tell people, hey, we are the sum total of our experience. And so your experiences from a culinary perspective has colored how you present barbecue to the world through Girls Gone Barbecue. Yeah. But potato salad. It's just what I grew up on. I'm making grandma's cornbread. I'm putting spins and variations on things like greens because I need to make them vegan so I'm grilling them so I got collards and kale but I'm grilling them with the hickory so there's variations with that there's also variations with the vegan beans because I needed to make sure I could feed vegans and vegetarians which is huge which is not always that's typically an afterthought at a lot of barbecue spots and I'm glad you brought up the whole vegan approach but I'd love to talk about the vegan and vegetarian barbecue options that you have because it's extensive and when I came to your place and I was like oh my god Gosh, she's got a little bit of everything. I think, like I said, that day, I love all sides. I do like potato salad. So I had to try yours. I loved your potato salad. Obviously, the Arkansas was out of this world. And I think I had the smoked butternut squash or something along Mm -hmm. those lines, which is a seasonal vegetable, which depending on the time of year that you come to the restaurant, there are going to be different seasonal offerings as far as that's concerned. But just talk a little bit about your vegan and vegetarian menu and how that has grown out of, was it just your desire to just have options for people or I had to figure out the options being in Seattle I had to figure out how to do that vegan barbecue sauce and I had to figure out how to have the vegan options yeah and so that's where I found the the we'll get it right we'll get it right I'm gonna put a link to it's funny because there is a city in Massachusetts called Worcester but people pronounce it it's some people call it Worcester because there's a c there some people 
the sea is silent to them. But yeah, it's funny to say that in Worcestershire. So Worcestershire. Yeah, Worcestershire. Yeah, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I had to find a Worcestershire without anchovies in it to make the so that started out to make the make sure I had a vegan barbecue sauce. Okay. Then there was grilling the greens. They're just what's collards and kale and olive oil. Really simple. Good. Don't over the hickory. Give it that smoky flavor. I had to figure out how to do. My black-eyed peas, I smoke those. I smoke the vegan beans. I had to figure out, and it was very important for me to incorporate all this so that everybody, it's all-inclusive, everybody right. can be a part of the barbecue experience. Yeah. It shouldn't just be the meat eaters. Sure. Now I do a soy curl sandwich, too. So I smoke soy curls, and I put that with the vegan barbecue sauce. Now we have a vegan slaw. We have a vegan brioche. So it's a full-on vegan sandwich. Yeah, I love that. So I and I didn't I need to come back and order that. I didn't have a chance to try that out, but it sounded interesting. And I've been a, I've been a big fan of vegetarian or vegan options. And I would say that the first things that ever come out of my mouth whenever I go to a barbecue restaurant, regardless of where I am across the country, so I'll ask them about their greens. I'll ask them about their beans. Are your beans cooked with pork or are they cooked or are they just smoked? Some beans are smoked and then without pork, without meat in them, which is fine. And then and then I ask about the greens. Do you put fat back in your greens or what, right. what do you put in your greens? Some people put turkey necks. Like my grandmother made greens with turkey necks. She did make them with fat back, but... She preferred the turkey neck because of the smokiness of it. So that was just it. And sometimes it's just different preferences that you're going to find, right, from kitchen to kitchen. But I always ask it. That's one of the first questions that I ask. So it's nice that you have those options readily available. Because I remember looking on your menu and I was like, oh, okay, she's got, there's a lot that I can eat here. Because I don't eat red meat or pork. So it's okay, what else can I eat? And I thought that the chicken was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, the chicken was really good. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And my friend that came with me, he had the ribs and he thought they were out of this world. So I would encourage anyone listening to definitely check out, check that out. And that was another question that Matt Gergeny, who is a member of I Am Northwest Arkansas Tribe, he asked, interested in learning more about your approach to vegetarian barbecue. Was there anything else about vegetarian barbecue that you became aware of in the process of actually doing it? Moving back here, I found out about Alpha Gal, this thing from getting the Lone Star Tick, okay. which I had no clue about. And so on for my vegetarian and vegan options, I have a separate smoker so that folks with Alpha Gal can actually come in and they can eat. Okay. Because it's all done on a completely I have a veggie smoker. Okay. All right. And what is Alpha Gal? You can't eat hoofed animals, I think that's what it is. Oh, okay. Okay. So they can't have it's, right. so they can have chicken, but right. they can't have they can't have like pork or red meat. Sure. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know that was a thing. I just thought that was just how I was doing things. But but that yeah, that's interesting. And it's good to know that you have a separate smoker, right? Mm-hmm. It's always whenever I go someplace and and I go to eat. And again, it's just my AD when it comes to that. I'm just like, man, is he cooking bacon on the same grill that he's about to make my pancakes on? And I know it doesn't sound like much. And normal people would be like, listen, bacon grease comes from heaven. Right. <laughs> and I get that. And yes, I'm sure it does. I just don't prefer it I, in, okay. in my yeah. pancakes. So I, it's I just totally kind of the way that. it is. But I appreciate the fact that you've gone to certain lengths to make sure that people that are truly vegetarian or vegan, that their food is not necessarily tainted with anything else that they may not want in it. 
Because I lived on the West Coast, too, and I know what the vegan community, and I'm using air quotes now, is like. And, you know, there's a whole vegan mafia out there. You got to make sure you're doing right by them. Otherwise, they're going to cry foul. And so I appreciate that, especially since you brought that sensibility back to Northwest Arkansas with you. And that's impacted how you prepare food and the food offerings which actually gives you a wider audience to to share with. Yeah. Now, are you doing, because I didn't see this on the menu, but are you doing chicken wings at all? I know that's one of the harder things to do in barbecue spots. I don't do chicken wings. At I, all. I'm go, I'm going to leave that to Brian at Lucky Luke's. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen. My good friend. Lucky <laughs> Luke. I don't know Brian, but I, but I love him because Lucky Luke's, quietly as it's kept, and I love Chef Nate's barbecue, barbecue wings or smoked wings, Lucky Luke's got, has some of the best wings that I've ever had in this area and i think it's because they smoke them and then they quickly fat flash fry them and they are out of this world i'm going to tell you right now and especially if you go there on wednesdays they are it's it, this episode's not about them but if you go there on wednesdays <laughs> there's a discount for their wings but definitely check out lucky luke's it's in it's behind god's back over there off of garland yep. and north and or no what is that weddington it's weddington and garland so it's at the intersection of Weddington and Garland. There's a discount story right there, and they're right in the corner there. You can't miss them, but definitely check out Lucky Luke's, and shout out to Brian and what he's doing over there. But yeah, that's the cool thing. It's, did, did you know Brian before you moved here? Yes, or you I did. did. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's a small world. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I think Arkansas is a small world. It is. It, true. Everybody's seen. There's, yeah, everybody knows everybody. But I know, I've known Brian for a long time. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Have you had a chance to meet any of the other local pit masters that own restaurants, barbecue restaurants? I've met. Oh, and now I hate this because I'm having a brain fart on my Just name. give me the name of the company or the restaurant. Tar House. Tar House. Okay. I haven't. Where are they? She's up in Rogers. Okay. okay. And it's another female owned. Okay. Embarrassed okay. that I just can't remember the name it's all right. right now. It's all right. All right. Just edit that out. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> Tar House. No, I want people to check out Tar House too. Again, we like to spread the love and mention, you know, I know that sometimes barbecue restaurants come and go and then the ones that have staying power they stick around. I'm amazed at what Jordan's been able to do. He's He went from a food truck while he was working full-time at Tyson to the guy's got multiple locations. I think yeah. he just opened up a location in Little Rock or he's about to. Um, he's killing it. Yeah. And uh, so all that tells me is that there is a market for good barbecue. There is a market for barbecue. Right? Absolutely. And there is a good market for a wide variety of barbecue options, which is why I think what you're doing at Girls Gone Barbecue is so special because you're off, you're widening the menu outside of the scope of what people are traditionally used to in a barbecue restaurant. Yes. And I still have the traditional, I still have the pulled pork. I still have pulled chicken. I'm doing pulled pork and pulled chicken a little bit different than anybody else. Okay. Because I'm pre-saucing my pulled pork. Interesting. I pre-sauce it. I want it to be sauced the way I want people to taste it. Because I don't like to personally walk into a barbecue joint and then pour all the sauce over them. And then then we're just tasting the sauce. I want them to taste that meat and the sauce together Together. so they get that smoke. And it's just the right amount. Because, again, that's what I grew up on. Barbecue sandwiches I grew up on, they sauced it for you. Right. Pre-sauced. With the chicken as well, I pre-sauce it too. It's pre-sauced with the eau de mot. And the ribs are pre-sauced, too. They're basted with the eau de mo. Brisket is not pre-sauced, though. It's just okay. a dry rub. Okay. All right. So there's some options. Again, the chicken that I had was really good. And it was – I love extra sauce anyway. I'm a saucy guy. I was going to put on some – regardless of how much you put on there. Yeah. But it was really good. Tell us a little bit about the catering and how that came about. Because it sounds like you were probably doing some catering in Seattle. 
So you had some experience in that area, but then you saw that when you opened up Girls Gone Barbecue, you were going to you were going to do some catering as well. Yeah, catering is my wheelhouse. Catering I've been doing since 2014. I've okay. been catering up to 500 people. So wow. Okay. That's the brick and mortar is the new thing for me. Sure. But catering. That's what I. That's like I said. That's my wheelhouse. That's what I. I can knock out food for 500 in a heartbeat. I love that. What Have you had some fun cater, catering events that you've done so I far? I have had some fun catering events. I've catered for – I've actually catered for KUAF. I, oh, okay. I did the lunch hour. I missed the the I missed the, the email for that one, clearly. No, I'm just, I probably wasn't here. We weren't working together in, in our official capacity as we are now. So I'm sure I'll get that email in the future. But no, that that's awesome. So you did something here. Have you done a wedding at all? I have not done any weddings here yet. Okay. I haven't, but I've only been open. I haven't even been open a year. Yet yeah. I've catered for the Walton Art Center. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it's just a matter of time yes. and awareness too, right? So yes, people it's know getting and that's, the name out there and letting people know that I do catering. Yeah, which is important, and I think that's cool because it's a lot of times when you go to certain caterers, a lot you want to try different things. And one of the benefits I see of having what you're offering is that it just gives a much broader menu to choose from in terms of food and the like. And there's probably some affordability factors there. Um, I think when you're making a lot of a barbecue for people, you can probably make it as fairly economical and still really good. Yes. And then I reached the gamut of everything all the way from gluten-free, too. I have gluten-free yeah. mac and cheese, gluten-free buns. Okay. So there's a little – yeah, and there's options. I, I and that's huge. everything. That's big because um, I know like when I had Chef Matt on and I've had a few other people that are gluten-free on and we talked about the fact that in northwest Arkansas, there aren't as many gluten-free options. No, there's We're not. getting more. We're getting more. Chef Matt, if you want gluten-free stuff, you go to Conifer. Yeah, I'm um, gluten-free. I go yeah, there. And you yes. go, yeah, exactly. But we're starting to see more. And as this area grows, you're going to see more offerings like that, more menu items that are gluten-free and or whole menus that are gluten-free. You'd be surprised at the number of people that are celiac and that are just gluten intolerant. So right. it certainly is. It makes sense from a business perspective to be able to offer that up. I think, is it Hawk Moth? Hawk Moth Brewery? Okay. I think, I hope I'm saying that right. That's I think right. it's Hawk Moth. Not, yes. I think they are even coming out with gluten-free beers. Wow. That would be good. Yeah. I've, I have, I went for a period of time gluten-free and I drank a lot of cider. Yes. And that was, so that was my go-to. And I still go to cider to this day, although lately I've just not been drinking anything. And what I have enjoyed is non-alcoholic beer because there seems like all of a sudden they're making more and more non-alcoholic beer options. And I always feel better in the morning when I wake up. So so there's that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Yes. You do feel a little bit better. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're, tell us exactly where the restaurant's located. I know I mentioned it, but give us the address for the location. It's 2630. East Citizens Drive, number okay. 20. So I'm next to El Sol, El Sol and Burn Boot Camp. I'm right there in the Walmart shop, neighborhood shopping center. Yeah, if you go to the neighborhood market and as you're walking into the neighborhood market, just look to your left, you will see the Girls Gone Barbecue sign and you, you will see their location. You'll see it in the winter. Now, yeah. in the summer, there's a tree. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. There is a tree there. Yeah. That's, so in the that's, summer, there's a big tree that blocks the sign. That's okay. So that's all right. Just park way far away 
away from and then get your get your steps in and yeah. then you can, then you can see the sign. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> no, I think it there there are a lot of options there as far as that's concerned. So we'll make sure that people have the actual address. And then what are the hours of operation? Wednesday and Thursday, I'm eleven to seven. Okay. Might be expanding that to eight. We okay. seem to be having a more of a crowd coming in a little bit later. Sure. And then Friday and Saturday, I'm eleven to eight. And again, might start opening that up a little bit later. And mm-hmm. then Sunday, 10 to 2. Okay. We do a barbecue brunch. Yeah, I heard that. And it looks really good. I was it's like, man, awesome. it's, yeah, the menu is exciting. And I'll put a link to the Girls Gone Barbecue website and to the menu on the show notes for this particular episode, because I certainly want to encourage you to check it out. And there are just, there's a lot of good options there. I would also encourage, you guys are on Instagram. What is your handle on Instagram? It's Girls Gone Barbecue. There you go. Girls yeah. Gone Barbecue. Now, have has that, I'm curious to know, is that something you were able to trademark? I trademarked that too. You did? Yes. Man. Now, when I was younger, I remember there was another Girls Gone something else. But, yes. but this is, I love the play on that name, but this is going in a whole different direction. And the fact that you were able to get the trademark is super exciting. Yeah, I got the trademark on so that. So does that mean, is it is it more of a hope that you can do franchising or is that something that you are actively working on? If somebody is, I'm, says, I'm actively working okay, on okay. franchising. Okay, cool. This so. is, for me, this is my first. Okay, first I got order. you. Yeah. Moving on from there, then okay. the next one, and, and the just next one. Keep replicating it. And I'm so. just going to keep, rep- yeah, keep ha- replicating. Have replicating. You, Can't have, even say that word today. No, it's all good. <laughs> have you seen the movie Founder about Ray Kroc? No, I haven't. You need to see that movie because if and maybe you'll even derive a little bit of inspiration from it in terms of what he did with the McDonald's brothers and how he was able to take McDonald's to to be ultimately what it was but I think there there is a little bit of there's a little ideation that comes out of that I think that anybody that's thinking about starting a franchise and what it would look like and just the whole process of it and I I think it would be exciting to see what you're able to do with Girls Gone Barbecue so thanks yeah it's gonna be a journey absolutely (laughs) it's gonna be a good one that's for sure listen Dana Neil Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come meet with us here at the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. We really appreciate being able to share your story and and just let people know that there are a lot of barbecue options here in Northwest Arkansas. Yes. And uh, I don't know. You said there is a there is another female operated barbecue spot in Rogers, in but, Roger. but there but then there's you guys in Fayetteville. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I'm looking forward to, to, to getting feedback from people that have been to Girls Gone Barbecue and have checked them out and reports back to let us know what they thought about the foods. Yeah. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I want to say a thanks to Matt, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank Matt, you, Matt. Matt's the man. I gotta Matt is have, awesome. Matt is awesome. He's got so many great stories to tell. And I got to tell you, just a quick shout out to him. I've been to Conifer several times now. Food is insane. It's amazing. Yeah, do yourself a favor and go check out Conifer up in Bentonville. They are killing it. And Matt, just he just knows his way around. He's a great guy. He is. He's a great guy. So thank you, Matt, for introducing us. And now Dana's a new friend of mine and a friend of the podcast. So Dana Neely, thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Folks, that's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today. You can subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. 
I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for another new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.